Welcome to Living Out Loud, Storytelling for Social Change, the podcast where we come together as a community to share our stories and consider alternative perspectives on a wide range of topics. By sharing our stories, each and every one of us can help create the world we want to live in. Storytelling has the power to open minds, touch hearts, and inspire empathy and solidarity. It can move us to think and then act. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are those of the faculty, staff, and student guests of each episode, but do not necessarily represent the views of Merrimack College. Hi, this is Michael Senoff, producer of Living Out Loud. The episode you're about to hear is the conclusion of our three-part series highlighting women in male-dominated fields, and specifically women in STEM on campus here at Merrimack College. In the final episode of this trilogy, a junior mechanical engineering student shares her experiences studying in what has predominantly been a male-dominated field and offers advice to any young girls also looking to study in the field of science, technology, engineering, and math. The audio you're about to hear was part of an interview recorded by Tiffany Began Stearns. Yeah, so hi, my name is Nicole Rollman. I am a junior mechanical engineering major and I have a double minor in computer science and math. Um, I use she, her pronouns, and that's a little bit about me. So I think for my journey actually starts a little bit before high school and just noticing that I had this gravitation toward building things and toward, you know, wanting to find out how things work and how, you know, things work with each other. So that kind of started at a very young age and, um, you know, my parents noticed it and I noticed it and it was just something that kind of set me apart from maybe my sisters or just certain people that I interacted with. Uh, As far as, you know, getting more into this is, you know, crafting into engineering. In high school, I did a program going into my junior year of high school. I did um, a camp at UConn that specialized in like, this is what it's like to be an engineering major. And we toured the facilities, we looked at different classes, we talked about, you know, what it's like to be there. And then you were surrounded by people who were also thinking about being engineers and, and going into that field. And that taught me a lot about what I can expect, you know, the community that you get, the type of problems that you would get. And overall, just, you know, this is a cool field and there's so much flexibility within that field. So, you know, how can you go about it and how could you be in this field was definitely um, a driving force to getting into the major in college. I didn't go to a technical school. I didn't take any technical classes. So it really was just the research I did at that camp and kind of just taking the risk that I wanted to be here. I think the driving force was the smaller classes and the community that you get within it. I'm also in the honors program. So having that, you know, subset of a community that's already super small, you're coming into a school that already, you know, has a smaller amount of people than to be the big schools in engineering where you have lecture halls and things like that. So then you take that and then you do the subset of honors. So you really get that individualized attention, especially with engineering, also not very popular. So you get that subset. So really just the community that I thought I would, you know, gain and that I did gain in the fact that, you know, you're going into this field and you're going to have that individualized attention with your peers, with your professors, um, and it's lived up to that expectation. So I picked Merrimack in that, that regard. I haven't had any outward experiences as far as people not being welcoming to me. I think overall experience in, you know, every place that and space that I've been in, most classes from gen ed to engineering have been welcoming. Um, 
And most of the people there also have been super good with, you know, having that community aspect. I think a lot of it as far as engineering maybe comes from um, the diversity, although I'm not experiencing any outward, you know, um, I don't want to say hate, but any like discrimination or things like that, being a woman or, or in STEM and things like that. I think a lot of it comes from within yourself and not seeing the other woman in the classroom. There's only, you know, a handful of us. So you don't see the people outwardly with you. You don't share that experience with other women just because they're not there. So although, you know, you're not getting any pushback from the men in the class or the professors that are men, you don't particularly see yourself represented in those spaces. So you kind of have to build that community for yourself. Um, I'm very close with the two other women in my major um, and other women in STEM that I meet. I think that community is important, but I think a lot of it comes from yourself and kind of how you perceive yourself in the classroom because you might have to battle a little bit because you know there's 50 men and one of you or three of you. So how are you gonna make yourself I guess stand out not just because you're a woman, but because you're, you know, trying your best to to make your name for yourself. Yeah, so I started um, adventure when I was a freshman. My second semester, I, you know, decided that it was something that I think I thought would be cool. I had our vice president currently, Callie, um, was in that organization from the beginning, so I had a good insight to what it was and and things like that. So I decided to join. Um, moved quickly up the ranks. I was a secretary my sophomore year and now I'm the president. And, you know, over just a great community for all of us to come together and to one, kind of identify who we are, you know, because, you know, there's not too many of us. So just trying to figure out, oh, cool, you're a woman in STEM, like totally join this club, come into to the circle that we have. And then from there, you know, sharing our experiences and understanding um, certain, you know, aspects of the degree or of just being a woman in STEM in general and at Merrimack. I also think Swedish is a great organization in general because you know they host different career fairs, they um, will have different speakers and things like that, which definitely continue the idea of women in STEM and how important that representation is and that um, community is to uh, fellow women. A big disclaimer for our society, women engineers in, in general, is that we do all science fields. So if you are a woman in STEM um, across any type of STEM field, science, technology, engineering, math, um, you're more than welcome to come to these meetings and, and you know, you're part of that community and that, that general scope of what we're trying to do and who we're trying to reach, whether that's you know, our social meetings, our professional meetings and outreach and things like that. So overall, SWE's been, I think, one of the biggest um, and most rewarding experiences that I've had so far, just because, you know, it's um, one, I went into the community, but now I can kind of facilitate the community at Merrimack being president and kind of taking those voices to the next level. You know, coming from, you know, you're seven, I was 17 when I started college. So coming into not only college as a, a pretty young, you know, person, but also, you know, having that identity of being a student and then also deeper into that being an engineer. And I think a woman played um, a decent part of that. Overall, my experience at Merrimack has been um, super great, honestly. Uh, my best friend is a man and he's an engineering. A lot of you know the engineers in the program are very welcoming and I haven't had any outward experiences with them. Minus like one time in my freshman level course where we do like group work and, and one partner in particular didn't you know care really to listen to me too much. But um, 
he's not in the class anymore, I don't believe. So I haven't seen him since freshman year. So um, I haven't had to deal with that. So the one person that did give me some type of pushback um, isn't really in the major anymore. So everyone that's still there and that, you know, made it through all of the trials and tribulations of being an engineering major so far <laughs> have been great. And um and welcoming all the professors that I've had, men and women, have been also very welcoming and amazing. And I think that that kind of is cultivated through the small classes. You know, you're kind of forced to socialize with each other, whether, you know, you want to be friends with another person or not. You're all thrown into a classroom and and you're, you're, you have to kind of, you know, interact and do problem sets together and you get to learn more about each other and and things like that. So I think at Merrimack, I've had a very positive experience and a lot of it, like I mentioned before, comes from that inward place of not seeing yourself in the classroom. And although, you know, you don't have any outwardly bad experiences, it's how you make your name for yourself, how you kind of overcome this, that identity within the classroom, because you just don't see yourself there. So kind of making a name for yourself and making that avenue. Um, I also think it brings together the two other women in the major um, that I'm in, you know, we're all best friends. And I think that the identity of being a woman in STEM and being the only three women in the classroom definitely brought us together to the, to a level that I don't think I would have with anyone else. You know, what advice do you have for the, for the next gen of, um, of women engineers? Yeah. So it's definitely crazy to think that I'm almost done. I feel like I'm still a freshman and I feel like the the COVID situation kind of makes it feel like I'm still like a baby sophomore and and have so much time left to give but I think that the biggest advice I would give was just to get involved and to understand that you belong um, in whatever space you're at so as far as getting involved I mentioned SWE it's, it's a beautiful organization and I think it cultivates a lot of the experiences that you look for to get and that you would like to get in engineering and, and in general within STEM and even going into industry, they have a lot of good resources for that. Um, the second thing really just, you know, you belong here no matter, you know, if someone says you're not or someone, you know, maybe gives you some pushback or makes you feel like maybe you're lesser than, than them or you're, you know, a female counterpart, but just understand that you do belong here and, and no matter what capacity that is, um, you can do it and you can continue forward. You know, I came from a school that didn't have any technical background. So I started completely fresh in engineering and it's been hard to learn <laughs> and to understand all these, you know, harder concepts, but it's been um, a great learning experience and you can always learn, you know, get help if you need it, um, reach out if you need it, but understand that who you are is enough and, and that will continue through your, your time at Merrimack or in engineering. Yeah, so that's definitely, I think, where my focus is starting to shift to being a junior and, and looking toward what I want to do with my life outside of college, <laughs> um, whether that's grad school or within the industry. I think a big point of moving into the industry is related to you're now going into a vast array of people. I think college is, you know, you typically have people within four years of you, you know, give or take, you know, a non-traditional student or two. Um, and now you're going into a field where it's you, you know. 21, 22 to retirement age, which is like 60. <laughs> and I think the generational differences definitely become more heightened there where you see um, where, you know, we're slowly going up as far as women in STEM and, and advocating 
toward that shift, but I think the industry is still waiting for that larger shift because we have so many generations of um, engineers that aren't as diverse and don't really have that diversity um, kind of focus. So I think a big thing for me is going into the workforce, how do I you know, insert myself into these spaces in a way that's comfortable for me? And that comes in a, a lot of different ways, whether that's me being a woman, like we just mentioned, or even me being queer, you know, I want to make sure I go into a space and it's not only welcoming to me being a woman, but also me being queer. So, the, you know, it's not one or the other. It's definitely, you have to take me <laughs> in all that I am. And I think that adds a bit of a complexity to the job search because, you know, who I am isn't going to change and who, you know, who I am currently isn't particularly going to, you know, flip to some other identity. So I think going into these fields, how will I be perceived and how will I gain that acceptance in these new spaces. So researching companies and making sure that they're advocating for these different um, things, reaching out to companies or people that are already at these companies and seeing how they feel working there and how their spaces have been um, in terms of their work day and everything. Because at the end of the day, um, I went into this career because I love it. And I, you know, think I have a very bright future within it, but my performance will be dependent on if I feel safe um, being a woman, if I feel safe being queer. And, you know, if I feel very safe and very welcome, then I'm sure I'll do absolutely amazing. And, you know, if I'm kind of receiving pushback on who I am as a person, I don't think I'll really perform as, as well as I could have. So kind of finding somewhere that will take me um, and allow me to, you know, live up to my greatest potential is definitely something that I'm um, kind of focusing on now. Got an idea for an episode or want to join our team? Email us at livingoutloud at merrimack.edu. Executive producers are Deborah Michaels and Tiffany Began Stearns. This episode was produced by Tiffany Began Stearns and Michael Sunoff. Audio engineering and editing by Michael Senoff. Living Out Loud is made possible with the generous support of a Provost Innovation Grant and assistance from the Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning.